Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today members exclusive podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Friday, the 27th of October. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, you've got me today standing in for Marcus. And as we've just passed 11.30, the ASX 200 is up 21.4 points or 0.31%, taking a little bit of an optimistic bent ahead of the weekend, a little bit of book squaring perhaps after that big fall yesterday and uh, hitting a 2023 low. But we are seeing a little bit of bargain hunting creeping in in places, especially in the banks this morning. That is being helped by Dow futures and NASDAQ futures. Currently, we've got Dow futures up around 77 points and NASDAQ futures up around 90-odd points on the back of those numbers that came out in the tech sector from Amazon after hours. That really is helping a little bit of the sentiment improve in the US market. So that is feeding through into our market. We're not stunningly brilliant, and uh, I have to say things are a little bit cautious, a little bit quiet. There has been some news out this morning from China uh, that the former Premier Li Keqiang has died. Uh, which is somewhat sad, um, but uh, not market affecting. As far as the market goes really here, well, once again, we've had a bunch of uh, reports, production reports, and also, of course, updates, uh, both good and bad, from a slew of brokers in terms of our market. Some of the reports out this morning, uh, we have seen Harvey Norman out this morning. Uh, They had uh, some uh, profits halving, with the first quarter sales slump. I'll give you the numbers, uh, but we have seen um, that uh, Harvey Norman number. The company said it would buy back up to 10% of its shares, which is obviously holding the stock price up, or some 442 million bucks worth. Same store sales tumbled 10% in the period. Comparable sales at Australian franchise-owned stores were down 13.9%. New Zealand down 3.3%. Same-store sales in Ireland were up, though, 12.6%. So uh, that is something to bear in mind. It does seem as if it was confined to the Australian stores. uh, Net profit plunging uh, 49.1% to only 86.2 million in the July-September quarter. Last year, same quarter, 169 and a half million bucks. Other news out this morning, Bell Financial's Executive Chairman Alistair Proven is stepping down. He has been uh, on the uh, chairman of Bell Potter, uh, Bell Financial, for many a long year. We've also seen ResMed out this morning uh, with their um, production, uh, well, quarterly result. Uh, They're talking about the staff cuts, uh, but they have seen a 16% 16% gain in revenue, 1.1 billion US dollars. However, once again, we have seen margins being squeezed for ResMed. Uh, they have the gross margin has contracted 250 basis points to 54.4%. Still a pretty good number. Uh, they're attributing that margin squeeze to field safety notifications on one of its products, as well as higher component and manufacturing costs. They have declared a quarterly cash dividend of 48 cents US per share. So that is something to bear in mind. But it has been those Amazon results which have buoyed US futures. 
and have buoyed our market to some extent today. We've just had the producer price numbers out from the ABS. Producer prices rose 1.8% in September. That was compared to the previous quarter and 3.9% over the past 12 months, 3.8% rather, in the past 12 months. Uh, that 1.8% uh, compares to a 0.5% quarterly rise and 3.9% annual rise in the June quarter. Higher prices for construction outputs, petrol, energy were compounded by broad-based price increases in services. That's particularly the case in health and childcare services. So that is uh, in focus, just dropping those numbers. Hasn't really had an awful lot of effect on the market, I have to say. As far as market movers go today, it is the banking sector which is doing some of the heavy lifting. Uh, they've had a well, they've been under a little bit of pressure for a little while heading into results. We've got CBA at 1.1% and uh, Westpac and NAB up 0.8%. Macquarie even managing a 0.4% rise. And uh, we're also seeing some buying in the defensive sector. Coles, Endeavour, Woolies uh, all doing well. Also um, Telstra up 0.5%. And the REITs bouncing back a little bit at the moment we have seen uh, yields, 10-year yields in our market, uh, 4.82, so easing back slightly on those yields. As far as healthcare stocks go, we've still got CSL down 0.2 of a percent, still not finding too much support, although certainly things have stabilised. ResMed, though, down around 2% on the back of their results. Uh, they did hold up relatively well uh, through the carnage, but a little bit of selling creeping into that one. Resources, well, some buying is appearing in the lithium space. Uh, Pilbara up 2.3% following that quarterly production number yesterday. Brokers all lowering their price targets, but not by a substantial amount. The main risk uh, that brokers are seeing, of course, in Pilbara is the price of the underlying commodities, which has been a little bit on the nose for a while. Mineral Resources getting a few upgrades, 1.5% uh, higher for them. IGO also doing a little better, up 1.1% today. Gold miners easing back, uh, nothing very exciting there, and nothing very exciting in energy stocks either today. So that is uh, not much happening in the gold sector, in the uh, oil and gas sector, rather, Woodside. Unchanged Santos down 0.3. A little bit of selling in coal stocks. As far as Marcus today, content goes today. Just, uh, as I say, standing in for Marcus, who's out and about today. Just looking at the portfolios. Uh, nothing in the strategy. Nothing in the BHP one-stock portfolio. Nothing in the Macquarie one-stock portfolio. He has uh, Marcus has talked today about the banking sector. And uh, obviously that has been under a little bit of pressure in recent days and weeks. It did hold up very well in September, but has come well and truly off the boil in October. Although we do have results coming in, it is hard to strip dividends in a falling market in the banking sector. Also, Mark is talking about uh, tech stocks as well in the newsletter today. And uh, the uh, I guess the potential there for a turnaround in tech stocks, but obviously that will be predicated to some extent on what happens in the US tech space. Those Amazon results certainly helped, but of course we do have Apple to come. The rest of the tech sector has been somewhat disappointing in terms of their results. Uh, also talking about mining stocks as well. Uh, but China really not doing enough to stimulate, really not doing enough for our mining sector, although iron ore 
has held up relatively well in the space with BHP, Rio and Fortescue. But of course, we have seen that uh, weakness in the lithium space, although today at least Pilbara's up 2.3%. As far as my stuff goes today, just looking uh, in depth at some of the stuff coming out from the Microcap conference, which I was lucky enough to uh, attend uh, in terms of uh, stocks there. You've got to kiss a lot of frogs, as I wrote this morning in terms of uh, looking at all these little micro-cap stocks because uh, some of them do offer really good opportunities. Uh, some, of course, are just uh, destined to be micro or nano-caps forever. Uh, but one that did catch my eye uh, was Hazer. I must admit I've seen Hazer uh, present a number of times and I've never really got the story, uh, I think, until now. Uh, the uh, presentation by Glenn Corey was a very good presentation and did focus on, the, I guess, the simplicity of Hazer and the ability of its technology, its IP technology, to convert methane into hydrogen and carbon, carbon uh, being in the form of synthetic graphite. Now, we've all been uh, very well aware of what's happening in the graphite market recently on the back of China's export curbs on some parts of the graphite sector, uh, but certainly the potential for hydrogen is well and truly understood. Andrew Forrest, Twiggy, of course, at uh, Fortescue, very much pushing that barrow. But uh, Glenn was pointing out uh, the problems with the current uh, system uh, from steam methane recovery, SMR, which actually creates a whole pile of carbon dioxide. So you're actually uh, creating hydrogen, but you're creating more of a problem than you started with. I think the number he mentioned, and I could be wrong, I'm sure some of the physicists or chemists amongst you uh, will put me straight, but uh, he did mention that it produces 11 times as much carbon dioxide as it does hydrogen. So not an ideal process to green the planet. Uh, the Hazer process uh, uses a catalyst and so reduces the temperature and energy required to break the bonds of the methane from uh, CH4 into uh, 2H2 and uh, basically carbon C. So uh, that is interesting. The problem with uh, some of the green uh, technology in terms of uh, producing hydrogen is they're trying to break water, H2O, into hydrogen and oxygen, which does require quite a lot of energy. So having a look at Taser today, uh, Hazer rather, not Taser, uh, but Hazer in the uh, newsletter today, certainly one that caught my eye, just waiting uh, a little bit for the conference effect. I guess people come out of conferences always a little bit fired up. It's a bit like those team-building exercises that we've all been on. And we come back to the office on Monday morning and we love everybody and we want to wrap our arms around them and do trust exercises in the office. And two days later, we want to kill them in a meeting. So, um, Hazer, just waiting for the effects of the conference to wear off a little bit. Uh, but certainly I'll be looking to add that to the small cap portfolio. Yesterday I took some profits in uh, Invictus Energy, which has had a pretty good run on the back of drilling results there. Uh, we're up around 54% uh, since we bought those around uh, under 14 cents. They did hit, to hit 22 yesterday. So just sold down a little bit of the uh, position, only 1% uh, waiting in that one. Also looking to add uh, Liontown. I did say earlier in the week that I would be looking to add the um, around another 1% to that holding uh, below $1.75. I have been away from the desk 
for a couple of days, but now, back now. So looking to add that one, they're a dollar seventy-one and a half. So as near as damn it, we'll be adding another one percent weighting in Lion Town today. Uh, sometime uh, I'll write that up in the newsletter. Also, the other thing that caught my eye uh, from the uh, small cap conference, they did have a keynote, a speech from Scott Phillips from the Motley Fool. Now, whatever you think about Motley Fool. Uh, certainly Scott Phillips is one of the smart guys around. He's also one of the nicest guys around in the industry, and I have a lot of time for Scott. And he did do a very uh, interesting presentation. Uh, the key highlight, I guess, for investors was he was comparing the scenario currently with the scenario two years ago and using RBA slides uh, to compare the two. Going back to October 2021, as he pointed out, the cash rate was 0.1% of a percent two years later. We're at 4.1%. GDP growth uh, has gone from 4.6% to 2.1% in the same two-year period. Inflation has gone from 35 to 6%. But interestingly, though, and this is one of the conundrums, I guess, in the market currently, is the unemployment rate has fallen from 5.2% to 3.7%. And the other highlight that he did uh, point out, which I think is significant, and it does explain to some extent why the RBA has had to go so hard in terms of those rate rises, 4% in two years, is the household savings ratio. Back in December 2021, which they do the figures quarterly, I guess, it was 12.9%. So that meant that households had a big, big buffer. Of course, over the last two years, that buffer has been eroded to the point where at the end of June this year, 2023, that household savings ratio was 3.2%. So you can see how savings have been drawn down uh, in the uh, new interest rate environment. Also, interestingly as well, um, I was reading in the Sydney Morning Herald about uh, home loan and credit card delinquencies. They are clearly on the rise. People are also spending less on things that are considered, I guess, to some extent essential, health insurance, home and contents insurance. And we've also seen a rise, and this was confirmed, I guess, from the ZIP money uh, result that we saw, the quarterly result that came out, in the rise of buy now, pay later again. Uh, We are seeing people using that as a budgeting tool. So interesting, but clearly the RBA moves are starting to bite. Interestingly, we had Michelle Bullock in front of her first Senate Estimate Committee talking about the need to uh, really push rates a little bit higher, perhaps. Uh, That did get the market a little bit of a funk following that uh, very... uh, very, well, much higher than anticipated CPI number. Uh, But interestingly, Lucy Ellis, who used to be one of the main movers and shakers at the RBA, uh, came out. She now works for Westpac, and she was talking about a rate rise on Melbourne Cup as well. Although Terry McCran, who is widely known as the RBA whisperer uh, for his uh, insights into the RBA machinations and interest rate moves, he's usually right more times than he is wrong, which is unusual for an economist Uh, is suggesting that rates are still on hold on the Melbourne Cup uh, decision. Well, that's it. As I say, the market uh, drawing a little bit of strength from those US futures at the moment. Uh, We are seeing some of the winners uh, today in the resource space, uh, the likes of uh, Chalice. Uh, That's the Chalice from the Palace uh, with the brew that is true, uh, is up around 4.5%. Also, Wildcat still doing very well. Uh, There are stories doing the rounds as well that uh, Gina is trying to get interested 
once again in uh, spoiling the party in Azure Minerals with that takeover bid from SQM. Not sure whether that's going to happen, but there are a few uh, resource stocks looking a little better uh, today. Uh, uranium, though, does appear to be a little on the nose. Deep yellow down nearly 7%. Uh, Boss Energy down 4.1%. So, what the Lord giveth, the Lord grabbeth back with both hands sometimes. Well, that's it. Have a great rest of your day. And, uh, of course, uh, Marcus will be back tomorrow with the weekend newsletter. I'll be back this afternoon with the end-of-day podcast. And if you're interested, we've got another Ask the Analyst session next Friday. Next Friday at 530 p.m. That's uh, Eastern Time in Sydney, 5.30 p.m. We'll go for about an hour and answer any of the questions you have that you're dying to ask us. That's it. Have a great weekend. <laughs>